CFL fans, are you ready? Because it's time for the Canadian Football Countdown on Mike FM Winnipeg. Canadian Football Countdown starts now. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Canadian Football Countdown. As always, I'm Ryan Coop alongside Michael Garrell, and we are here for a show where we uh, we we make predictions here today as uh, free agency rolls around next week in the CFL. We are here to break down the top free agents available where we see their they them end up going and uh, how the whole free agency will shake down can't do that with other without the other half of the duo so let's bring them in michael garrell how are you i'm all right you i'm good i'm good you know we just finished up finally our nine week long series on the uh the off-season outlook where we talked kind of about you know what each team needs to look to do come free agency so so i'm a little excited now to go away from the teams and focus on the individual players here. Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting time of year for the CFL. For sure. Now, what we're going to do on today's show is uh, using the CFL.ca's top 30 pending free agents, and obviously some of them have been re-signed or released. Uh, We're going to go through each of them and uh, each predict where we see that guy end up going. Um, but before we get into that, Mike, there was some news around the CFL today. And, uh, well, I think it's safe to say that there are people in Winnipeg already trying to plan a Grey Cup parade right now. Because Bombers landing a Darius Bowman this morning, cast off from Edmonton last week. Bombers bring him in for his second stint with the team. And all of Winnipeg is a bit pretty much loving this right now. Yeah, but... Uh... I would caution those that are trying to plan a breakup parade down Portage of Maine to wait and see what this defense does. Right. Yeah, certainly. I mean, first of all, the addition of Adarius Bowman is exactly what the one of the biggest keys I had for the Bombers in the offseason was, was to load up at wide receiver, get a guy exactly like Adarius Bowman. He compliments uh, Darvin Adams really well. You have these two you know, big, tall receivers that can win the 50-50 jump balls down the field. And uh, it, it just another weapon for Matt Nichols, and nonetheless one that he's very used to from his time together with Bowman and Edmonton. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, it's very rare that we have a guy that wants to be here, so we may as well just take that and run. Oh, yeah. I, I think we've seen a for sure changing you know, of the balance of things where here in Winnipeg is a place that players want to come to. For sure. And and why wouldn't you? I mean, Coach O'Shea seems to be a player's coach. The players seem to want to go through a wall for him. You know, they see the roster as currently constructed. And I'll tell you what, a few minor tweets, and I, I don't see why this team can't be a great cup contender come November. No, and, and and I think you can sense that around the city now. And even, I think, around the CFL, people are taking note of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as, you know, very real Grey Cup contenders. Granted, we haven't played a single game yet this season, and a lot can change. But, you know, this is a team that's, that's that had its holes, and we haven't even hit free agency yet and has filled half of them. You know, it's weird. I uh, got a text message this morning. Uh, shortly after I sent you the text message about a Darius Bowman from somebody that lives in another city, and all the text message said was the emotion of two eyes. And he was referring, I'm hoping and I'm assuming, to a Darius Bowman signing with the Blue Bombers. I, I mean, I didn't see this coming. I, I, I knew the Bombers would perhaps inquire about Bowman's services, but I certainly didn't think he would end up here in Winnipeg just on price tag alone. But as we've come to learn, you know, I I think it's safe to say we don't know his full contract details, but he definitely took a pay cut to return to a place where he used to play. Yeah, and you know what? I think that Darius hit the nail right on the head. I I listened to his press conference today uh, 
down at the stadium and t- general manager Kyle Walters as well. Uh, they both kind of spoke for about an, just over an hour. And and I'm paraphrasing what Adarius said. It's not word for word. I don't remember what was said word for word. But he said, uh, as you get older, money becomes less and less of an issue compared to winning and culture. And, you know, he said, and this was kind of eyebrow-raising to me a little bit, uh, and I'm paraphrasing it, Dan, he regretted how things were the first time he was in Winnipeg, said he was an immature rookie, but he said his time in Edmonton helped him mature. He feels like he owes Winnipeg an apology, but he'll let the player on the field determine that. Right. No, I, I, I think it's a great addition. It, it makes that offense even more dynamic. And, and, and here's the biggest thing to me, you know, if we want to, we're going to be breaking down where some of these top free agents go come Tuesday. I don't necessarily expect Walters to be as active as we've seen him over the last couple of years, because he's done a lot of his dirty work for free agency already. You know, he brought in Anthony Gator, he brought in Stephen Clark, that filled a couple holes at defensive back that were left by guys like Fogg and Heath, uh, you know, moving on in the offseason here. Um, and, and now the wide receiver position, that was another big key as well. I, I look at the key, Bombers offseason keys and what needs to get done next week. Um, and, and there's not too much, I think. Uh, definitely an upgrade at middle linebacker. I think we'll see Kyle Walters be, you know, in on one of the top free agents there if he can afford to do so. Uh, and then the name that, you know, has kept been throwing at me all day long here was uh, Nick Dembski is ob- an obvious fit for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as uh, as a Canadian wide receiver, University of Manitoba boy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, come Tuesday they go out and sign Dembski and uh, middle linebacker and then uh, Kyle Walters sits in his office, puts up his feet and says and uh, watches the frenzy happen. I, I think... Kyle Walters should get an A-plus for the work that he's done so far. Because, as you said, he filled most of his holes in advance. And quite frankly, from what I've read and what I've heard, if what we're reading and what we're hearing is to be believed, which I think it is, he didn't overpay for somebody that he might have come Tuesday morning. Right. Well, and here's the thing as well, right? It it helps you shift your focus by getting this done this early because, you know, there's some high-end linebackers out there, middle linebackers out there in free agency. We're going to talk about some of them yet. You look at other teams around the CFL, they, they have to, you know, balance between, okay, I have these other holes to fill. Can I make it all work? Well, Kyle Walters has already basically filled almost all of his other holes already. He can put his sole focus on that position without having to balance checkbooks between them. Right, and I, I think it it allows more preparation for the draft and more um, more focus on scouting as well. Right. By the way, one thing I do want to mention now before we uh, go any further is that in listening to Kyle Walters, it sounds like uh, the Bombers are looking to start two Canadians at receiver this year. Uh, Canadian wide receiver. Yeah, hence the rumors, or hence the uh, Nick Dembski talk. I think it's a perfect fit, Um, and he's a guy, you know, I will not be surprised if the Bombers sign him on Tuesday. And here's another uh, thing to consider, too. I believe they went with three Canadians on the O-line when Bond went down. Yeah. They are uh, staying with that formation as well, which is hence for the reason that uh, Daniel LaFever, Travis Bond, and Clarice Denmark will not be offered contracts before Tuesday. Uh, another piece of news that came out today, Mike, that was pretty significant. Markway McDaniel released by the Calgary Stampeders. Now, here's an interesting thing. It sounds more like a cap casualty more than anything. And I was reading some reports out of Calgary that the Stampeders are very open to having Markway McDaniel come back. Interesting. That was reported by, uh, I believe, Mark Steven. Yeah, you know, and of course, the first thing that everyone's saying as soon as McDaniel is released is uh, Kamar Jordan gets the last laugh, so to say. Because if you remember, 
Uh, Kamari Jordan, you know, fumbles the ball in the Grey Cup. That's the key play in that game. McDaniel, you know, goes and lays into him in his post-game comments and uh, questionables what's going on in the locker room there in Calgary. And so, of course, McDaniel gets released. That's the immediate reaction, right, is the Stampeders are trying to change the culture in the locker room. And, And I don't know if that's what this means. It might just be more of a cap situation. What I do know is we, we, we've, we're seeing a changing of the guard in Calgary. You know, we've seen several veteran players move on through retirement in Josh Bell, Rob Cote, uh, Dan Faderkyle. And now we've seen, you know, some veteran players let go by the team in terms of either they're headed to free agency, they're cut or they're traded in Charleston Hughes and Markway McDaniel and Jerome Messam. Wow. Brings up something else we didn't mention, uh, John Hopnado said yesterday that uh, he's letting Joel Messam go to free agency. Yeah. I can't say I'm all that surprised. Um, Messam is getting older, and maybe Hopnado feels like he lost a step and isn't worth the money that, you know, Joel Messam wants. Now, the curious thing to me is where he ends up. Right, and I think he's one of the guys higher up on our list here that we're going to talk about today. So I'm interested to see at that point who you, where you think Jerome Messam's going to go. But in terms of Calgary, I mean, I'm interested to see what sort of team they field next year because they have a, a bunch of young talent. Um, you know, these are some some of the guys like a Charleston Hughes, like a Markway McDaniel that have been in the lineup for Calgary for years after years. And, and it's going to be a very different look next year. For sure, and I think lead-wide, I mean, ninth, I heard something from Kyle Walter today that, you know, they're already up to 20 possible free agents for next year uh, for the Blue Bombers. So, really, these free agent changeovers every year are going to keep happening. Right. One guy that, uh, one guy, Mike, that is not going to be changing teams in free agency is uh, Edmonton linebacker J.C. Sherritt, who signed a two-year contract extension with the Eskimos today. Yeah, and that was kind of a, I think that was kind of a thing where, you know, J.C. wanted to see what was in the market. I don't think he liked what he saw, so he went with the, so he went with what he knew, and what he knew was Edmonton. Yeah. And I think it's a great fit for both teams. And I'm hoping to see J.C. Sherritt bounce back well from injury next year. And, and I think he will. I mean, I think he was pretty close. I'm not sure if he played in the... don't think he did. I don't think he played in the West Final, but I heard he was very close to playing in the West Final, if he didn't. So, Mike, let's get into things here. Um, quickly, before we break down these top free agents... Uh, very quickly, keys for each team in the CFL um, in terms of positions of need heading into free agency. I mentioned the Bombers, it's middle linebacker, it's maybe Canadian receiver. Uh, how about for the Calgary Stampeders? Calgary Stampeders, for me, it's find a running back if you can. Um, I'm not sure how close they are on re-signing Roy Finch, if at all. It doesn't sound like they're close. From what I've heard, although things could change between now and Tuesday, for me, that's the biggest question mark to Calgary. Is who's going to run the ball? For me, for the uh, if we want to talk Edmonton Eskimos uh, positions of need, I think it's the defense. Um, their defense was good last year, but there were, they have a lot of guys who are free agents. Uh, re-signing a guy like J.C. Sherritt is going to help quite a bit there. Um, in, at the middle linebacker position. But to me, you know, we're going to see some changeover for the Eskimos and probably some guys move on that are going to need holes to fill. You know, and this is a defensive-heavy uh, free agent pool. I'm just looking at our list of top 30. Uh, most guys are probably on the defensive side of the football. Right. How about BC? What's the keys for BC? BC kind of needs a little bit of everything. I, I think, you know, they need to stabilize things. On the defensive side, a little bit offensive line, hint, hint. Yep. Uh, one of my guys in the top 40 will be heading there. Um, they, they could also use some help at uh, maybe, you know, back up running back and overall Canadian depth. Uh, you know, it's, it's very hard, right, because that everybody has to put his fingerprints on, on the team and what went wrong. But for me, 
for me, the most important is that offensive line in BC. We know Saskatchewan likes to spend a lot of money in free agency normally, but I, I look, at, I have a struggle pinpointing a position of need specifically for the Riders. Is do you see anything? I think you always want to. You know, I don't think they know where things are going with Nick Dempsey, so that's the loss of a Canadian receiver. Um, although they did bring in one of the Pitton brothers uh, that played for the Regina Rams to maybe take Dempsey's spot. Um, but again, it's like Saskatchewan, you know, has been these characteristically big spenders. I would expect a rather quiet day, barring anything unforeseen from the Riders. Moving out east, uh, let's start with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Where do you see being a position of need there? Uh, defensive back, everywhere basically on the defense. They could use some help on their defensive line. This, to me, is where we're going to see the most changeover in Ottawa. Yeah, I think for Ottawa, the offense is pretty much finalized. I, th- I think I, I know they're losing a couple of guys to free agency, but they got back Deontay Spencer. Um and they have they have a pretty solid offense ready for next year. They're they're stacked at the running back position. It's the defense that has the question marks. Uh, for the Toronto Argonauts, I mean, repeated record here is uh, we've been saying this for a lot of teams. Defensive back, I think, because of the number of guys they have as free agents. I don't know if it's official yet. I know Matt Black has resigned with the Argos. Uh, is the yeah. out there? Um, but that there's still a number of other guys, so I think uh, that's a position of key to either bring back some of the guys they had or bring in a couple of these guys on this list. Um, and as I mentioned, I think the uh, the wide receiver position as well is a position the Argos could use a bit of an upgrade, um, especially with the loss of uh, Devere Posey to the NFL and the running back position, also an unknown due to the James Wilder situation. Yeah, and an interesting note, uh, Jim Pop came, Jim, pa- or sorry, Jim Barker came out today. I don't know if you saw this story. He said both Victor Butler and and uh, James Wilder did not have any kind of clauses in their contract, which allowed them to forego the second year of their contract and pursue the NFL this coming season. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those he said, she said type of situations, you know. If you don't get it in writing, which side do you believe? I don't know. It's a lot of he said, she said. The uh, Looking at the Hamilton Tiger Cats, um, offensively, I don't think they need to do much. I, I think, you know, they're, they're bringing back all of their offensive linemen from the second half of the season last year, which helped Jeremiah Mazzoli perform very well. Uh, so I like that from them. And the biggest addition I think the Ticats are going to see in this offseason is Terrence Tolliver back off the injured list. Yeah, and I, I believe in, in in Hamilton, if they can just get some consistency to continue what they did in the second half of last year. For me, I, I think you can't go wrong with... Uh, I know they, they signed Vernon Adams, uh, or they acquired Vernon Adams, I should say, from Saskatchewan. Let's see what another quarterback can do. I know they brought in one of the guys from uh, from Calgary as well, Bryant Moniz, I think. Right. To to compete for the third string quarterback. Uh, so I I think, and you know, for the sake of you know repeating myself, I think all nine teams could use some help defensively. Fair enough. Um, all the teams have. You know, a lot of their money allocated for offensive players. We're going to see a lot of defensive tweeting and running around, you know, defensively uh, to shore things up in the first couple of days of free agency. Now, for the last team here to cover uh, the keys for, I'm going to flip things around a little bit here, Mike. Yep. Is there a position the Alouettes don't need to focus on? Uh, no. No? Every, every upgrades at every position? Upgrades at every position, including quarterbacks, that I do not believe that Josh Freeman is the answer, uh, contrary to that two-year contract. I don't know who's out there as far as quarterbacks now for them, but yeah, basically open up the wall at kind of what the Bombers did, you know, in the first year as Walters as general manager, open up the wall with get as many free agents as you can, 
and then try to start building that culture. And, and to me, it intrigues me to see, okay, you know, how many of these guys are going to be willing to go to the Alouettes based on what happened with them last year? Especially when you can take the pay cut and wind up somewhere else and maybe have less drama. Um, you know, I, I think in terms of positions of strength for the Alouettes, I think defense, they have still some options there, um, on their team right now. Although I don't know if you read the report coming out today, Mike, but, uh, Kyrie's Hay-Bear, one of the longest standing members of the Montreal Alouettes, uh, has apparently been told that he can, uh, look for a trade partner by a GM, uh, Cavus Reed. Interesting. Um, and not only that, so he's under contract. He was due a bonus back on February 1st. The Montreal Alouettes did not pay him his bonus. Is that legal? That doesn't make sense. Apparently, he has not been paid his bonus, his roster bonus on February 1st. He's still a member of the team. Uh, Kavis Reed is not planning to trade him, but said he can seek a trade partner so that they can establish his value to the team. Very interesting. Kind of puzzling. I don't understand the legalities. I don't know if that is legal to go and, you know, have a bonus in the contract and then uh, a specific date for it and then say, no, we're not going to pay after all. Maybe there was a a mutual agreement uh, to terminate that part of it, but we don't know about. Wouldn't be surprised if that's not the case. It doesn't seem like that's the case, but... You and I aren't lawyers. We don't know the ins and outs. Uh, it seems fishy no. to us, but, uh, you know, there's probably a loophole in there somewhere. Assistant general managers are better. I think they're called salary cap managers. It would be better off knowing that than us. Let's get into the list here, Mike, of free agents. Uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll, we'll start at number 30 on the CFL's top 30 pending free agents list and then work our way down. And uh, if we have time, we'll throw in some other guys that aren't on this list that might be of interest. Uh, So we start at number 30, linebacker Taylor Reed out of Ottawa. 94 tackles and four sacks last year, played all 18 games, had his best year of his career. Where do you see Taylor Reed going? Uh, Pay raise here for Mr. Reed. I'm going to give you three places, not just one. One, he re-signed in Ottawa. The other one, he's a fit in Winnipeg or in Montreal. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think he's going to stick around in Ottawa. I, I, I think that's their focus. I think they were busy trying to get be, back Deontay Spencer. Um, they've got that done. Now their focus over the next couple of days is Taylor Reed. Uh, so I'm going to say Ottawa, but if not, I, th- I, I expect the Bombers to make a play for him, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a Bomber uniform. All righty. Uh, moving on, number 29, Mike, who is it? Ronnie Yelp, defensive bat out of BC. Uh, 64 tackles, three interceptions in uh, 2018, for, or 2017, sorry, for Ronnie Yell. Um, where do you see him going? Hamilton, Calgary, and Saskatchewan. You know, I, li- I like Calgary. I, I, I like your uh, I like your suggestion of Calgary there. They're losing a couple of guys, uh, you know, the Josh Bell with Josh Bell retiring. Um, they're losing a couple other pieces potentially. Maybe their focus is on trying to bring their own guys back, like Tommy Campbell still. But if uh, if they can't bring them back, I expect them to make a play for Ronnie Yale. Moving on, uh, number twenty eight on this list was Siante Evans, who was already brought back by the Calgary Stampeders. Number 20, 27 is Mo Lydiot, re-signed by the Blue Bombers. Yeah, so uh, that's a done deal. Another defensive back for the BC Lions. They're losing two pretty good defensive backs this year. Uh, Chandler Fenner is a free agent. Yeah, again, uh, I would say BC gets one of the two back. I'm not sure which ones, which one, but I, I can't see them losing both. The other option that I have is Montreal or Calgary. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll I think I'll say he sticks around in BC. I feel like he's one of those guys that BC uh, doesn't want to lose. You know, he uh, he had a breakout year in 2017. He had, uh, you know, from defense and special teams combined. I mean, I think he, if my math serves me correct, 103 tackles. This is a must bring back for the BC Lions. Absolutely. Number 25 on the list is a guy we mentioned earlier, Jerome Messam. You talked about this on last week's episode of the podcast, or I guess, sorry, the last one that came out yesterday. 
uh, in which we talked about the Toronto Argonauts. I, I see the Argos being a fit for Jerome Messam. Yeah, that's what I have. I also have Saskatchewan on now. Is there anyone that needs an upgrade at the running back position? I guess looking at it right now, Saskatchewan, I would argue. Um, does does Hamilton, you know, Alex Green took over last year after C.J. Gable left. Do they, do they give him the full year here, or do you see Hamilton being a potential fit as well? well? I, I think Hamilton's a spot, and the thing that we have to remember is Jerome Massive is a Canadian. Right. So right away, he's the racial helper for whoever gets him. So I think there'll be more teams in on this one than if he was an American. Yeah, I, and uh, there's definitely some teams we can rule out from the Jerome Messam sweepstakes, though. I think BC's loaded up at running back uh, yep. with, uh, you know, Jeremiah Johnson. Um, with uh, Chris Rainey, they acquired Brandon Rutley already. Uh, the Bombers with Andrew Harris. Uh, although, imagine if they uh, they did a dual running back system with Jerome Messam and Andrew Harris. I, I, I don't, don't think, I, obviously the Bombers can't afford that, but could you imagine those two lining up side by side, two Canadian running backs? be an unbelievable idea. But I have the Bombers, I have the Bombers in on another Canadian running back. You know, Saskatchewan I see being a fit. I don't see Edmonton being a fit because they've got C.J. Gable. Ottawa's stacked up at the running back position. Montreal, Terrell Sutton, maybe they bring in Messam as well, but I, I, I see Messam not being a guy that, you know, is willing to be the 1B running back, right? He's going to come in somewhere and want to be the starter. I think Saskatchewan offers him the best opportunity to do so. I'm not sure, though, if uh, if he goes back to Saskatchewan. Yeah, I, it's a very interesting... You know, Canadians are a very interesting and sought-after commodity, and me thinks the team might overpay for him. They might. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, they, they know basically... Based, based on proven track record, that they might uh, overpay for him. Now, this is a guy. I, I this next guy on the list, number twenty-four, um, is one that I uh, I don't expect to go anywhere. It's Travis Lule, quarterback of the BC Lions. Um, Travis Lule bleeds bleeds BC Lions, and I'm not talking just because his hair is orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, another option might have been Winnipeg. A couple of weeks ago, but Darian Durant's taking that spot. The Bombers want some kids. Uh, they have some kids lined up uh, for the number three spot. The Bombers, for me, Ryan, have three kids battling for two spots. One is the number three quarterback on the team. The other is the quarterback that will serve on the practice roster. I don't think Lule wants to go anywhere. I don't think no. the Lions want him to go anywhere. The only other option I could see potentially right now, okay, maybe a backup quarterback in Ottawa maybe going to Montreal, but with, with what Lule has going, you know, his family lives in BC, I believe. I I, I, I think, Ryan, to be honest with you, um, retirement is more likely for Travis Lule than, going than, than, than catching on with something else. I think the only thing that will keep uh, Travis Lule in the CFL is if he comes back to BC. If not, he retires. I would agree with you. Uh, number 23 on the list, Mike. I'll let you take this one. Uh, John White in Edmonton uh, was hurt, uh, was part of those trio of bats, only played in two games, had 112 rushing yards and one touchdown, missed most of the season, a second uh, season and an injury uh, for John White. My pick for uh, where he ends up will be the uh, Toronto Ardenauts. You, you think they're willing to take a chance on John White with his injury history? Absolutely, given the, the number of questions that they have at running back. I also feel that Ottawa might be an option in a backup capacity. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see. John White's one of those enigmas because, you know, this is a guy that's had two major injuries over the last three years or so. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe he fits in, but if there's another option out there available... Uh, I, I see White not being a guy that, you know, finds a home until pieces like Jerome Messam are settled. Because if, right. if if you look at, you know, a team looking to make an upgrade at a running back, which I don't think there are a lot of teams that are, um, they're going to look for a guy, you know, who has the proven history over the last couple of years. Not that John White can't play. He's a heck of a running back when he can. Right. Just 
you know, the injury history, they often say, okay, one major injury in sports you can get back from, but a second one, I I think he can still play. I just don't know how many teams are willing to give a chance on him. Um, But for the sake of, you know, going making a prediction here, I'll I'll say the Hamilton Tiger Cats for him. I think as a combo with with Alex Green, I, I think the Tiger Cats could be a spot for him. Yeah, and then I I can't disagree with uh, that either. Um, number twenty two on the list, uh, we look at the defensive line uh, out of Saskatchewan. S. A. Mirabre. I apologize if I mispronounce his name. Some are suggesting he might be one of the most underrated players in the draft this year. He's a young guy. He's versatile on the defensive line. Uh, Seventeen I, tackles, two sacks last year. Where do you see him going? Exciting me about this one. The homer in me is coming out, but Winnipeg. I, I think the Bombers definitely have a situation where they might need to bring a piece in on the defensive line because Jamal Westerman is going to be hitting free agency, we're led to believe. Um, Another option, too, Ryan, is yeah. Hamilton. You think Hamilton as well? Yeah, just because they have a lot of changeover on that defensive line. No John Chet. I believe they released another guy. Um, Plus, they're uncertain with what happens with Ted Laurent. So this might be a backup uh, situation for them. Yeah, I would have said maybe he returns to Saskatchewan, but perhaps uh, bringing in Charleston Hughes put an end to that. Yep. Um, maybe, you know, if teams are looking to make an upgrade here, I'll say maybe the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, maybe brings in a guy like him uh, to improve that defensive line a little bit, or maybe Calgary to go and replace you know, some of the pieces they've lost with a guy like Charleston Hughes. Made sense. Or you could even throw Edmonton in there, you know. They they yeah. let Guy go this year. They let, uh, it was Marcus Howard, I believe, they let go, and then they traded Odell Willis. So I, I think the Eskimos could use an upgrade. I'll put a definitive stamp on where I see him going. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say the Ottawa Red Blacks. I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And You know, he's one of those players that could really go anywhere. Right. This was next guy's an interesting one for me, Mike. It's Roy Finch, running back, special teams player of the year in yep. 2017. Um, over 2,000 return yards in just 13 games, had three return touchdowns. Where do you see Roy Finch going? Number one, Toronto, if they can't get the other guy that I suggested they go get. Number two would be Edmonton as a backup to CJ Dable. Number three would be Winnipeg to take some of their defensive guys off the punt return unit and a backup to Andrew Harris. Yeah, Roy Finch is in for a payday, I think, and that's something that needs to be considered here. You know, I don't, yeah. as much as he would be a nice add for a team like Winnipeg, I don't know if uh, if he, when there's other holes to fill, if he's a guy you, you, you go out and spend the money on. Um Trying to think of where I think Roy Finch could go. I think Calgary will try their darndest to re- to bring him back. I wouldn't be surprised to see Roy Finch yet uh, returning, especially since Jerome Messam isn't. Uh, so I'm going to say he returns to Calgary. All right. Outside chance, other place I could see him going would be uh, would be Toronto, perhaps if James Wilder doesn't play. We talk about all these running backs going to Toronto, though, Mike. We have to remember how much of a factor is Anthony Coombs going to be. Is this Coombs' year to take over as the starting running back? I don't know, because Coombs is that dual threat. He seems to do so much through the air, so it's just a real interesting dynamic. Um, Looking at number 20 on the list, Devere Posey. He's off to the NFL already and signed with the Baltimore Ravens, Uh, so we'll skip him. Uh, Who's number 19, Mike? Jamar Wall, defensive back out of Talgary. Where do you see him going? Uh, Somewhere out west. Uh, probably, you know, BC could use some help. You know, if they're losing one of two guys, you could also re-sign in Calgary. I, I actually believe a deal with him might be close right now to stay in Calgary, so that might be the best pick there. And then the other one, if I had to throw a third option, will be Montreal, because they need help everywhere. Right. And, and Montreal's going to start throwing some money at some of these guys. You know, we've gone through... 10 we've gone through you know a decent size of this list so far and we haven't really mentioned the Alouettes much as a landing place you know for some of these guys yeah you know some are gonna you know be weary about going to Montreal due to 
the situation and not really seeing a, a success path perhaps there with them. But some are going to take the money and run, right? So I think the Alouettes definitely have to be considered as a player in a lot of these guys on this list because you have to start somewhere. For sure. Um, but I'll stick with Calgary because, uh, like I said, I believe there's reports out there of him going, uh, sticking around with Calgary. Number 18 on this list, Mike, is a guy that I'm surprised we haven't seen re-sign with his original team yet. And that's Luke Tasker of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah, very, very interesting here. I had him actually a front runner the time to Winnipeg until the news this morning. Of a uh, Bowman coming back. Yeah, and I, I think he stays in Ontario, and I think he goes to either Toronto or to Ottawa. I, I say Toronto. To me, Toronto seems like... I, I look at wide receiver groups around the CFL. Um, maybe Montreal. Maybe he's a fit in Montreal um, to work there together with quarterback Josh Freeman. Um because, you know, he could be the staple of him together with Ernest Jackson and B.J. Cunningham. That would be a good start for the Alouettes at wide receiver there. They're looking to replace Nick Lewis, who they who they lost due to retirement this year. I could see Luke Tasker being a fit in Montreal. Um, Toronto as well. Like I mentioned, Toronto is a place that uh, that needs uh, needs a bit of a replacement at wide receiver. So I could see him going there. Yeah, for sure. Jamal Westerman, number 17 on the list. We'd love to have him back in Winnipeg. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Uh, where do you see him landing up now? I think he winds up with his brother in Montreal or BC. Other teams that I could see Westerman going to, again, maybe a team like the Red Blacks, uh, looking to get an addition on the defensive line there. Calgary, uh, too. Calgary as well. Uh, he's really one of those guys I think that could go anywhere. You know, any team could be looking to make an improvement along the defensive line, especially because he's a national. Right. So I would say that a team might overpay for him, and I think that's what the Bombers fear, and that's why I don't think they haven't come to a deal yet. Jabbar Westerman does play for the Montreal Alouettes, so okay, yeah, perhaps, so. perhaps they're the front runner for a guy like Jamal Westerman. That that might be enticing to bring him back, to bring him in to play with his brother. I'll tell you what, if Montreal can get a few of these pieces here that we mentioned, their season might not be as bad off as we think. Number sixteen on the list, Jagarin Davis, uh, re-signed with Calgary already. Number 15, Adam Konar, uh, played linebacker for the Edmonton Eskimos uh, in, uh, in 2017. Uh, played 12 games, had 59 tackles and a sack. He's a pretty young guy. I think he's a, a great option for any team looking for one at linebacker. I believe he, I believe he filled in for J.C. Sherritt at middle linebacker. Yep. Where do you see him going? Um, for me here, it's Toronto if they don't re-sign Bear Woods. Winnipeg, Saskatchewan could also be an option. Also could remain in Edmonton, but I don't think so. I think he wants to look at maybe a starting opportunity. Right, with Sherritt coming back, I kind of put a bit of an end to that in Edmonton. Um, yeah. I'll throw Winnipeg here. They want an upgrade at middle linebacker. They have a Canadian there already in Sam Hurl. Konar is a Canadian Ooh, as well. Might I remind you, Sam Hurl's not under contract. Right. So I, I, I'll, I'll say Winnipeg. I think Konar is definitely an option to bring here in Winnipeg. I think he might, you know, they might be able to bring him in for a cheaper price than a guy like maybe Taylor Reed, maybe uh, Bear Woods. So I, I think Adam Konar as a Winnipeg Poop Bomber. Number 14 on our list, Bear Woods. He would look good in Winnipeg. He would look good in... Hamilton, he would also look good to resign in Toronto. I mean, yeah, if if Kyle Walters can, can come out on Tuesday and say that they signed Bear Woods to a contract, I mean, done and done. Free agency is, I'm, I'm happy with free agency for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's an ideal option for the Bombers, but I don't think they can, uh, I, do, I don't think they can afford Bear Woods. Um, can, I, can I ask you this question? I think you kind of answered it. Yeah. If Kyle Walters would come out and do one job on Tuesday, is signing Bear Woods enough for you? Yeah. Signing Bear Woods, signing Adam Konar, signing Taylor Reed. I think that's all I need to see from him on Tuesday. 
I'll throw, you know, signing in a Canadian receiver uh, like Nick Dembski in there as well. But I think I think this is this is plenty. Um, Bear Woods, I don't know if he signs back in Toronto by the fact that he hasn't done so already. He could be a guy looking to, you know, load up a little bit. Um, maybe, maybe he goes to Edmonton. Although, I guess if J.C. Sherritt's already playing middle linebacker, maybe one of them moves to the side. Imagine those two lining up beside each other. Mm-hmm. I'll throw Ottawa as well because, and I feel like I've been throwing Ottawa for a lot of these guys, but you know they like to spend money in free agency. Uh, yep. Last year they bought brought in the big fish Khalil Bass from the Bombers, ended up cutting him halfway through the year. I don't remember off the top of my head who ended up filling in. Uh, so maybe Bear Woods is an option there. Absolutely. Number 13, Winnipeg offensive lineman Travis Bond. Uh, he's an American. Um, he's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He's going to be getting a huge pay raise. Where do you see him going? BC number one, Hamilton number two, and uh, Montreal number three. BC BC is the perfect fit for me. You know, they had uh, their struggles offensively were due in part to their offensive line last year. Jonathan Jennings, Travis Lue, I didn't get a lot of time back there to find their, you know, arsenal of wide receivers. I see Travis Bond being a perfect fit there. Number 12 on the list, defensive back Mitchell White. Calgary. Why Calgary? Uh, they could use some help uh, with some uncertainty on the back end of their defense. Hamilton also an option for me, as is uh, Edmonton. I'll say Edmonton. I'll throw BC in there if they lose one of the, those two guys in Ronnie Yell or Chandler Fenner. And and I believe, Ryan, with a lot of guys in the same position, these players are ranked in order by different teams. They'll circle to one player. If they don't get that player, they'll circle back to this player, etc. Right. Which uh, number eleven on the list is uh, Devaris Daniels of the Calgary Stampeders? I uh, where do you see him going? Saskatchewan, maybe. Do they, they, don't, they don't need another wide receiver in Saskatchewan. Well, you never know. Edmonton could use a guy. They don't need help as well. Some would suggest uh, BC is okay. Toronto would be an option if you don't get any of those earlier guys we suggested. Ottawa could be an option too. Montreal. Maybe Winnipeg if they can make the numbers work. I mean, if they can, that's incredible. I don't see it happening. Um, you know, I, I've said this with a lot of guys so far, but uh, I, I see him sticking in Calgary. I may have not said that before the announcement today that Markway McDaniel was being cut by the team. They're losing McDaniel. They have some young guys that are going to step up, but I feel like Devaris Daniels is a guy that wants to stay in Calgary. Yeah, and, and I believe that some of these guys, well, one or two more guys will stay in, uh, in Calgary. Uh, defensive back Tommy Campbell makes the top 10 list at number 10. Yeah, again, I, I think if he can't remain in Calgary, Edmonton's an option, Montreal's an option, Hamilton's an option, very far down on the list, Winnipeg's an option. Uh, Winnipeg might be done, you you would think, uh, if he uh, with what they've done so far this year. I'll, I'll say a team that might need it, uh, maybe the Edmonton Eskimos, given the changes, maybe the Toronto Argonauts. One of those two teams I could see making a play if he doesn't stick around in Calgary. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Uh, number nine on the list, a uh, guy I think sticks in Edmonton um, because uh, he was he, he's part of the, one of the major pieces on that defense, and I have a hard time seeing him going elsewhere. Air, defense back Aaron Grimes. Yeah, I think he stays in Edmonton. I, I, I just see it being a good fit for them there. Um, TJ Heath, we know he's not coming back to Winnipeg. Or, well, we, uh, assume, we assume. Where do you see him going? Can I say Winnipeg? You can say Winnipeg if you want. I just sense that there was something Kyle Walter said in his press conference that might just leave the door open. What was that? Well, he said the only guys going to free agency for sure were the three guys that we mentioned, Bond, Lefebvre, and uh, 
Denmark. So again, I I I don't close the door on TJ Heath in Winnipeg. And you know, Kyle Walters was asked about it. He said it's possible. You know, he's leaving all all options open. Yeah, I I I would say I would say Saskatchewan as an option, but uh, given you know the the Twitter war he's had recently with Deron Carter, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um. Because they seem to have a bit of a rivalry going, but uh, they, you know, they've they've got a couple guys going to the NFL. They could use a guy like T.J. Heath. Moving on, number seven, S.J. Green resigned with Toronto already. Number six, last year's free agent, Big Fish, uh, Ted Laurent, Canadian defensive lineman uh, of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Where do you see him going? Montreal. Yeah. Montreal, Calgary, Edmonton. Does he maybe go to Calgary and replace uh, replace Charleston? Well, Charleston Hughes is a defensive end, right? He's an interior defensive lineman. Yeah. Um, team that might need to improve at a position like that is going to make a play for him. Um, I'll maybe throw Montreal at, at, out there just because they have a lot of money to spend and they'll be looking to make improvements. So I'll say Montreal. Fair enough. Number five is Ricky Ray. He's obviously re-signed with the Toronto Argonauts. And uh, actually, uh, the top three guys on this list, I know we're skipping number four here for a second, but the top three guys have all re-signed with their teams. That's Alex Mattias of the Ottawa Red Blacks, Willie Jefferson of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Deontay Spencer of the Ottawa Red Blacks, which means the top free agent available right now, Mike, at the middle line is a guy at the middle linebacker position, and that's Larry Dean of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Again, after the usual subspects, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto, if they don't get Bear Woods, I, I think there'll be some kind of flip flop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Bombers take a shot at him. Um, I'm gonna say the Bombers take a shot at him. It doesn't work out, and they and they go and get Adam Konar. Um, I'll throw a team like Montreal again. I think they're gonna look to load up. The Alouettes are. Um, in free agency, and you know, maybe BC is an option for him. Um, maybe outside chance he resigned in Hamilton. Maybe I think there's always a chance of that, right? But yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll say Montreal throws some money at him. That does the top 30 list here, Mike. Are there any other free agents? Uh, we have just a couple minutes here, about two or three. Uh, is there anyone else you want to add, throw out there? Uh, Keenan LaFrance, I think he ended up uh, either in Calgary as a starting bat in BC, maybe perhaps, or in Winnipeg. Keenan LaFrance would be a great fit together with uh, with Andrew Harris. I think if the Bombers have money for him, sure, go for it. Um, that's assuming Timothy Flanders is going to line up at slot back all year long, which I believe he will. Yeah. Uh, I like him in Calgary. I like that as a fit. I think another it, another diet add Nick Dembski here really quickly. I think he ends up in Winnipeg. Hundred percent to me. And, and this was pointed out to actually several several Bomber fans on Twitter today, uh, telling me uh, they're expect like like they'd be surprised if they don't end up getting Nick Dembski. Can you imagine all these local kids on the Bombers? That would be wonderful. You wouldn't have imagined something like that five years at all. Certainly not. Another guy, Mike, I'm interested to see where you see him going. The recently cut Markway McDaniel. Where do you see uh, where do you see Markway McDaniel going? He doesn't re-sign in Calgary. I think he goes to Montreal or to uh, yeah, I, I think Montreal is a logical option, or he re-signs in Calgary. I don't I don't see him re-signing in Calgary. To me, I see Toronto as the option because I don't know if Markway wants to go to the Montreal Wets in the sense that we saw from his comments after the Grey Cup that uh, he's clearly very... He, he wants to win a Grey Cup real bad. And I don't think he's a guy that sees that option available to him with the Montreal Alouettes. You have a team that's maybe looking to fill a hole at wide receiver in the Grey Cup champs uh, in the Argos, uh, who they lost to in the Grey Cup. I see that being a team that Markway wants to go to. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting scenario. Anyone else on this? Anyone else you can think of that uh, you want to throw out here? Very quick, last moment. Uh, my brain's not good at thinking on the fly, unfortunately, Ryan. 
Uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber uh, wide receiver Clarence Denmark uh, looks like he's headed to free agency. Does he catch on somewhere? Yeah, but not before the big fish catch on. Uh, do you have do you have any, any where would you see him going, or does it depend on uh, what else all plays out? Totally depends. I think he could be a late training camp addition for any injuries. Then that's just me being completely honest. Uh, he was out there as a free agent the last time around. Nobody nobody sniffed at him until the bombers did. Right. Uh, the writers sniffed at him for a bit, but you know I I, I think. It's very unfortunate that Clarus won't be in Winnipeg because I think he exemplifies what a bomber is. You know, everything that he went through and all the losing seasons. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if the same thing happened. If there was an early camp injury, hoping it doesn't happen, of course. And certainly a team that's looking for, you know, leadership, bring a guy like Clarence Denmark in. Like that's, it's, that's why Montreal sounds very intriguing to me. Yeah, I was going to throw them out there as well. Well, Mike, we've gone through, we've made a lot of predictions here as to where we see these guys going. Probably 95% of them will be wrong. I think that's pretty safe to say. You know, we, yeah. we could wake up Tuesday morning and find every one of these guys in Montreal. That, that could happen. You, you never know, right? So, uh, but definitely, no, I think I think some of the the names we've mentioned and the places uh, they're going, I, I, I feel like they're great fits and uh, definitely fill holes that these teams are looking for. Yeah, no, I agree, and let the madness begin. Let the madness begin, and it all begins Tuesday, uh, February 13th is when CFL Free Agency opens. I imagine next time we talk here on the podcast, there's going to be a lot of info, a lot of signings, uh, and deals for us to talk about. Uh, we might uh, we might have to work out how we're gonna exactly go through all of that because I expect there to be a flurry of activity very quickly. Very quickly, indeed. Uh, one thing to our listeners: enjoy the Olympics. Hockey starts tonight uh, for the women. Wonderful. And the men start uh, about a day after free agency. I think Wednesday night here in North America. We'll be back again next week, I believe, uh, a bit later in the week as we want to give a couple days for free agency to shake down the first uh, several days of it at least before, you know, we uh, we break down what's happened so far. So look forward to another episode then. Again, uh, we also have our uh, final two off-season outlooks for Calgary and Toronto up on our iTunes and SoundCloud page. So uh, listen to those as well as we all get all get ready for... CFL Christmas on Tuesday. I'll be having my phone close by most of the day, I can tell you that. As will I. That does it for this episode of the show. Uh, This has been the Canadian Football Countdown. For Michael Garrell, I'm Ryan Coop saying thank you for listening. Have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the craziness that is about to happen in the CFL. Bye. Bye.